You're listening to Beyond Infinity, your weekly dose of science and technology, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. The Chinese have plans for a lander, orbiter and rover mission to Mars in 2020. Now, this is incredibly ambitious because over 50% of missions to land on the surface of Mars have failed Mm -hmm. over the years. And in fact, the uh, American rover Curiosity, uh, which is at Gale Crater, um, it's been there for a while now, for a few years, um, and uh, it is actually being forced to switch computers. So fortunately, they, they have a, a redundant computer system on board. After they first landed there, they actually were forced to switch after a glitch with the main computer. This was on Sol 200, so this was over five years ago. 2012 was when Curiosity set down on the Red Planet. Very successful landing, and yet on Sol 200, they were forced to switch computers to the redundant, they call it side the side A and side B, but they're basically two separate CPUs. Mm-hmm. They switched from side A on Sol 200 because the rover was uncommandable and running down its battery, mm. there was, so there were some issues there. They've just recently switched back to side A, and they're hoping that they can resolve the issues that they've had. Just need to be turned off and turned on again, yeah? Yeah, maybe a reboot. They did actually petition the drive associated with Side A to exclude the issue which had surfaced in, on Sol 200 yep. earlier on the mission. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've been on Side B. But I guess what this illustrates is that it's hard to operate at successfully you know, a rover <laughs> yeah. on Mars when yep. it's hundreds of millions of kilometres away. Yeah. You know, harsh environment, super cold, uh, very little protection from the solar radiation, from interstellar radiation. There's a very thin atmosphere. There's not much to slow you down when it comes to landing. These are all things that the Chinese are working on at the moment to try to mm. get their lander mission down. So it's a it's an orbiter which will carry instruments to study the surface. Have uh, they designed the, uh, the the launch date around sort of the closest approach of, of Earth every and two, Mars? That's right. Every yeah. two years, there's an optimal time to launch, and uh, and so they will be aiming to line up with one of yep. those. The, those launch windows which is when the two planets are kind of close so you launch from earth and you basically um you continue out to mars and mars is in the right position for about a six month journey time because you you save fuel that way otherwise fuel and time otherwise it's going to take you longer to get there if they're if the planets don't line up properly then uh, it could take you much longer and use a lot more fuel so yeah you really are tied to that two year every two year window and interestingly the the next NASA rover, big rover on the scale of Curiosity, that uh, nuclear-powered rover that's having to swap brains, if you like, swap computers. The, uh, the follow-up to that, which is the same basic design, going to be d- delivered by that uh, sky crane method. Mm-hmm. It is being launched in 2020 as well. So both the Chinese and the Americans are going to be launching. And this might be one of the things that the Chinese perhaps haven't factored in. They are trying to compete, I guess, with the Americans. They have got this big mission, for, uh, this vision for, you know, for what they're going to do with space exploration in coming years mm-hmm. and deep space exploration. So well beyond Earth, Mars and the other planets in the solar system to start with. It may be that they're a touch embarrassed if this doesn't succeed, as a lot of missions don't succeed, Mm. when the Americans who had more practice and have got successful tried and tested technology for their their, um, entry, descent and landing, the Chinese are having to sort of wing this and develop this themselves. So they're experimenting. They've done high-altitude parachute tests. They've tested retro rockets. They're hoping that they can uh, get down with a lander and a rover. The rover will have a certain amount of autonomy because it has to because mm-hmm. the, the time delay of radio signals means you can't you can't give it a, a you can't joystick stick yeah. control yeah. a rover on Mars you need to have um, some autonomy certainly 
at the very least you need photos showing uh, the terrain and then you can send a command saying okay go forward three meters and then turn right and you know avoid that rock they really need to be speaking to elon musk and trying to get some of the spacex uh, technology in terms of uh, landing but also the um, the Tesla technology in autopilot so they can incorporate all that in the rover and uh, well and the, the Americans landing. do that I mean that, that, that the, the rovers that the Americans have had over there that don't forget opportunity uh, yeah. was very successful they haven't heard from it for a couple of months now for, for since the dust longer than that they are still radiating commands to try to wake it up to see if it's recovered if, um, if there's enough energy to uh, to restore mm. you know the batteries and get the whole thing going again but uh, the chances are as every day goes by that that, that rover is done yeah. that it was killed by a uh, global dust storm which blacked out the sky sufficiently to run the battery out and it's a solar powered rover yeah, and unlike. essentially reset the system yeah yeah so that's a bit sad but the opportunity rover was incredibly successful it, uh, you know it, it surpassed it lasted, oh, i think it was yeah. nearly 15 years yeah. of operation it was supposed to last for 90 days so that was a massively successful mission also spirit was very successful i think it lasts about six years as well before it died so the Americans have got great track, a great track record, uh, and their rovers do have. You talked about um, self-driving cars and and, mm. and autonomy. Well, these rovers, including the uh, the earlier Opportunity and Spirit rovers, they have had built-in software that allows them to make decisions to respond to the environment. If cameras uh, detect an object that's going to get in their way or cause a problem, then they can avoid it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there is quite a lot of oversight from Earth. So they use even with the, the more advanced Curiosity rover, they look at the terrain. They work out targets that are of scientific interest. They, they map out how they're going to get to places and then they upload instructions mm. which are carried out that day by mm. the rover. Yep. So it's, it's not joystick controlling. There is autonomy. There will be on the Chinese rover as well. Chinese rovers are going to carry various instruments with them. They are going to have a, a ground-penetrating radar, similar to the instrument which uh, the Chinese landed on the moon with. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, was called the U-2 rover, lasted a few days, drove around a bit, um, and uh, did have that same ground-penetrating ra- radar, which made some incre- intriguing discoveries about the composition and history of the moon. Um, so similar instrument on board their Mars lander, uh, also a spectrometer calibrated for detecting methane, the presence of which might be an indicator of extraterrestrial life yeah. on Mars. There are other um, projects and, and uh, space missions to Mars which are looking at the same thing to try to explain these uh, little um, blips of, this seems that there's surges of, of release of methane which might be tied to um, seasonal changes in microbial life, mm. but possibly yep. you know, underground microbial life is a possibility. China is also is working on a pretty audacious sample return mission to Mars, which could launch in the late 2020s. Again, that's another thing that NASA wants to do. NASA, you'd have to favour, is more likely to achieve this sort of thing if they can get the funding for it, mm-hmm. and if they can get congressional support for that. That's, that's the battle that NASA seems to have more these days is just securing funding for these missions. But NASA does have the track record. Very interesting to see how the Chinese go with this. They are certainly being very ambitious and uh, a lot of the the testing's been carried out by the Beijing Institute of Space Mechanics and Electricity. They've been focusing on that EDL, the entry, descent and landing is that that critical part which is so hard to do. So one thing to have the rover down safely on the surface doing its science and sending back information to Earth. Uh, Another thing altogether to actually land safely and and not, not just crash and burn in a in a fireball which no one would witness the only evidence that you would have would be that uh, that 
you just got no signal back. Yeah, wouldn't well there'd be a satellite around there. There may be. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, there are high resolution cameras. MRO, Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, has got the resolution on a telescope on board in orbit to actually look down and, and see, for example, the uh, the Opportunity rover. Mm. They can, they've looked at that and they can even see that the the air has cleared over it, so that it's not mm. uh, covered in uh, in a in a dust storm. But um, that doesn't help it actually Cause, survive because the atmosphere is so thin. It's just you know going down into that atmosphere. You've got to you know work out the best system to slow it down. It's you know parachutes on their own are not really going to be enough. That's it's right. just there's coming nothing, in too hot. Nothing to stop you exactly. Yeah, yeah. So some interesting developments there on Mars from China. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.